0: Hi there, I am Ella Baker-Roberts, the current Miss Earth UK, and today I'm discussing competing virtually.
1: Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host Jessica Barclay. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. This is a very, this is going to be the episode one of the next season. So and am literally, I'm recording it first. Sometimes I record the episodes completely out of order and it throws me big time. So it's nice to actually record, be recording the season five, episode one first. It um, <laughs> feels like a special treat. Um, and I think... It's safe to say there will be no pageants actually happening um, for the rest of 2020. And depending on who you ask, people are pretty dubious about the early part of 2021 as well. So we will just see. Um, But from me to the community, please, please, please follow the guidelines. And like go above and beyond the guidelines, because the quicker we crush this thing, the quicker we can get back out into pageantry. (laughs) Let's let's be honest. keep washing those hands, keep wearing those masks, and hopefully we can get back to some level of normal soon. But for the foreseeable, there's going to be some changes and tweaks. Um, And as you were newly crowned and and done as a virtual pageant, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to discuss this sort of new way of competing that we're now dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting.
1: (laughs) So can bit of background about yourself and what you've done in pageantry before just so everyone's sort of got a, got their bearings to start with.
0: Absolutely so my pageant journey actually only started last August. I competed for Miss Kent Great Britain, I came first runner-up and won the publicity award and I ended up winning the wild card Miss Publicity and competed at my first nationals in February of this year. Just before lockdown I competed with Miss Great Britain which was absolutely incredible and then I decided for a new adventure I would try Miss Earth because I am very very conservation based that's my background in everything it's what I study and somehow I managed to win the title of Miss Earth UK and I'm now representing the UK at the first international pageant that is virtual.
1: Amazing okay I'm went to this is where I'm really bad with faces um I went to Miss Kent but I was right right at the back because I got my ticket very last minute so I was in I was in the cheap seats in the proper cheap seats whereas normally I'm like pay for a table seat and have like front row and food and be able to take good photos so I was right right at the back um and I don't think I actually was able to stay for crowning even like but I was there um but I was sat at the table with miss kent's parents at gb at the finals
0: you must have been sat with my parents then because i think they're all on the same table
1: that's what i was just about to (laughs) say i think we may
0: have met yes i think we have now we think about it (laughs) and
1: it wasn't until you said it out loud but it all kind of clicked together i was like i think we've actually met in person (laughs) yay oh that's (laughs) so
0: small isn't it i love it
1: Oh, it was, um, I loved watching GB. It's, I've never, I've never been, and just the staging and everything they put on was so, so lovely. And that's one of, I suppose that's one of the tricky areas with, so for example, GB, and um, uh, some people compete because they want to have walked that stage. Um, and you'd lose that with virtuals, like some, um, passions that's very much what it's it's to walk the iconic stage kind of thing and um that's what it's like some oh I'm not wording myself very well today and um, when certain internationals move countries and suddenly they haven't got the stage they had before and people are like oh but I wanted to walk last year's stage and Thing so yeah it's it's I suppose that's one of one of the things we'll get into discussing but that's one of the tricky tricky things with going virtual is it's it's not even the winning it's the dream of walking on x stage which yeah mm-hmm. I know for a, a lot of people GB is about walking that stage and it is a very impressive setup um but um tell us a little bit about how you prepared for so originally you were preparing for an in-person pageant um how were you preparing before you found out it was going to be virtual
0: so obviously my preparation i started my miss earth journey in april so in the middle of lockdown um when we all naively thought there was still only a month left and we'd all be back to normality um so i spent a lot of time looking at how i could make life more eco-friendly and more sustainable within the whole lockdown situation. So I was doing sort of a lot of litter picking, a lot of these activities that people don't necessarily think of, um, you know, when you can go all over the country and go and do all these massive events, um, just looking at the sort of smaller side of things and how we can work within our own communities. And ironically, that's now become more of my focus because I realised whilst we were doing it how important it is to really focus on our individual community. Because if everyone did that, we wouldn't have to travel all over doing these big, you know, beach cleanups in a different city or something like this. You know, if we all worked with our own city, we'd all be able to sort of keep our environments a lot cleaner. Um, And so it was quite a normal, aside from the lack of bigger, more traditional pageant appearances, it was quite a normal preparation schedule of, you know, practicing your walks, your interviews, picking your dresses out, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, So in prep-wise, and I felt the same once we went virtual, there's not huge amounts of difference in that sense of things.
1: And you think that's probably because you started in lockdown, it was, you were quite sort of limited with opportunities I love the litter pick thing so something I treated myself to it's a weird thing to treat yourself to if you're not a pageant girl I've treated myself to a litter picking hoop so you know the hoops that the bin bag attaches to and a grabber it's a folding grabber so that it can fit in my car easily without like taking up too much space <laughs> <laughs> but one of my things was I was like I moan so much about litter but when I'm out in nature quite often it's because I'm running and I I need to keep running and don't do things so I was like right prep for my next pageant I'm definitely going to do lots of litter picking I can do it socially distanced I'm out in nature um and and I'm making a difference so yeah I treated myself to a hoop and a <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that! I might have to treat myself to one of those because tell you, bending down that much and picking all that litter really oh. does your back in after a
1: while. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm very. I'm waiting for my sash. I can't wait for my sash, and then that's going to be yeah, that's my winter sorted. We go <laughs> well, depending on how far away we're allowed to travel, we're sort of going to mm. do some. I'd love to have done it with some fellow contestants, but with the rule of six, and I'm never quite sure how many households are allowed in the six outdoors. And obviously tomorrow it might change. So we will mm. we'll see what we're able to, to do with that. Um, and how did you find getting outfits with the restrictions and, and, and what have you?
0: I found it actually quite all right. I did have to plan ahead a little bit. Um, so I just had to like contact, I'm, I'm really lucky to get my dresses from La Boutique in Deal, um, which is absolutely amazing. Tanya, who runs it, just finds the best dresses. And she kind of helped me by sending pictures in before and like minimising how much time I'd have to be spending whilst I'm there and that sort of thing. Um, but I was quite lucky that I'd kind of prepped for most of it. Anyway, so I bought one of my dresses online and then I'd gone to rent the dress like my big finale um, evening gown dress. So I was quite lucky. And then when it came to beginning to prep for internationals, I have to admit, I had to kind of take a chance that I might get selected and order a few things with the potential of returning them (laughs) because I didn't want anything to come late because obviously we can't just pop to the shops like you normally can and I've got an elderly grandma who I don't really I'm trying to avoid going out and shopping as much as I can so I've done most of my stuff online so I had to take a bit of a chance and hope that the return system would be all right if I didn't (laughs) win.
1: the good side the good thing with the fact that you've done a lot of the shopping online is you you are buying off pictures and images which when you're competing virtually that's what you're going to be competing Mm -hmm. with whereas sometimes dresses don't look how they look in a picture on stage
0: no that's very true I think in a way it's kind of Made it a little bit easier because I know I can look at that picture and know exactly what it's going to look like in the pictures and in the videos. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's you, like you say, sometimes you get on stage and you're like, oh, this isn't the dress I, I picked <laughs> out.
1: So there we go. That's top tip number one if you're going to be competing virtually, ladies, um, is you <laughs> want to make sure you've seen videos and pictures and how they're going to look. Um, and I suppose, again, space with where you're going to do your walk. So. Did you, how much notice did you get, for people that don't know, how much notice did you get that it was going from being an in-person pageant to a virtual one?
0: Um, we were told about two weeks before it was no longer going to be in-person um, because the more, the, restric- the rule of six came in, so we couldn't then continue with the in-person. And we were told to be on standby because we may well be going virtual. We weren't quite sure whether we were going to push it to 2021 or whether we were going to go virtual. Um, and then on the Thursday, we were told we were going to, like we were confirmed we were going virtual and we had three or four days to get in all our videos. Uh, they didn't have to be majorly brilliant quality. They, We just had to sort of be able to see your face. And yeah. so, you know, with a good phone camera, it's still just as good.
1: It's quite... <laughs> So obviously cat online campaigns have been particularly popular mm-hmm. during lockdown and I'll get messages from people and I, I'm 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 to be honest I'm really bad I don't join in with that many because I plan my week so far ahead in advance mm-hmm. it's quite often really tricky to fit filming in if someone mm-hmm. told me they needed a video in within a four or five days and I hadn't already scheduled some video time for something else it would <laughs> it wouldn't happen obviously for a pageant I'd probably have like pre-planned that something might be happening but um I've yeah I've had people message me ask me to do video clips for campaigns with like four days notice and I'm like yeah everything's scheduled I'm not wearing makeup in the next four days it's not gonna happen I I don't like putting makeup on very often (laughs) such an effort I'm like I don't know if I'd ever that would be the biggest thing I think for me would be no hair and makeup competing virtually um did you did you do your own? did you have someone come and help or uh, were you already quite good at it?
0: um I did my own uh I'm not amazing at makeup that I can get by, but we were sort of warned. A few weeks before it was even cancelled in person that the makeup artist might not be able to attend just because of proximity and everything. So I had begun to kind of just play around with makeup, figure out what worked with the dresses that I was looking at, whether there was like a really easy way to just have something that went across all of them, that sort of thing. So i had already begun to play around. And then hair extensions and clip-on buns and things were my best friend when it came to hair uh, because it made it look fabulously flawless with very little effort on my part.
1: I think I'd have been buying a wig. I, if I'm honest, I have a wig for if I've got to, if I'm coming from the gym sweaty messy hair and I need a quick turnaround I have a I have a whole like literally I just put my hair in a bun and put this wig over the top which you're you're probably not even meant to put your hair in a bun underneath it I think Patrick will shoot me for saying that um but like just just because I'm like I don't have time to wash and dry my hair but and it's only if it's a a social media interview no one
0: can tell but I'd, I'd probably need to get a
1: better one if it was competing um
0: I love that idea that I should start carrying one of those.
1: It's brilliant. I think this one was like, it was super cheap. I was, t- I mean, I was taking a risk. It was like 25 quid and it's synthetic, which ideally, I'm like, I don't know, real hair. I'm like, oh, where did it come from? Synthetic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, more plastic in the world. I don't like that. But I will just keep it for a very long time and I'm taking mm-hmm. very good care of it. By which point, hopefully they'll have come up with a way of recycling all types of plastic. Mm. Um, and I won't feel quite so terrible um but yeah it's br- it's absolutely brilliant I know a few people that do it um, because sometimes you're you're videoing obviously we don't do video for these but you're videoing maybe half an hour an hour it could take you like two hours to get ready mm-hmm. I've got the time like literally if I could have if I find, if I find a stick-on set of makeup like, literally a giant sticker I put on my face like those sheet face masks but <laughs> that liquid, I'd do that as well um you can't always use filters on like a makeup filter for zoom zoom need to invest in makeup filters
0: oh that would be absolutely incredible that
1: you can so i can yeah then i could do interviews without having to to worry about it because even actually some podcasts when i've done interviews they do film you and and it's not that they necessarily specifically put the video out but they they're like we might use clips for advertising and stuff so you get all made up and then they don't end up using any of the video clips. And you're just <laughs> like, that was a load of wasted time. <laughs> <laughs> Super frustrating. Um, yeah, I think it's the, the makeup side of things. For me, um, I always use the glam squad. And apart from the fact that they're awesome and they know my hair and they know my skin and everything now. And I've worked with them for such, such a long time. And um, is... I find Patrick so calming who does the makeup with the glam squad. He's like, if I ever get married, he's going to have to be my maid of honor because he's just so, he's so calming. Um, and, and he'll tell me like to shut up basically. He's one of the few, in the nice way, he's like one of the few people that will call me out if I'm just having a little freak out. So, um, yeah, I'd find, I'd, I think I'd have to be like, "Can you move in?" I'm com- I'm competing, and it might be going virtual. So, can you move in just in case they bring in any additional restrictions?
0: <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I think my poor boyfriend has had to put up with me being the biggest ball of stress ever. Uh, but he's been absolutely wonderful. But you're definitely, definitely, if you're doing virtual, you need someone around who can just tell you to calm down, stop being so silly, and just settle you because it's it's obviously it's brand new like no one's done it before so it's everyone's learning at the same time how did you do the filming
1: Um, you sort of said did you use your phone and did you get someone else to do it and and how did you find the experience
0: um i actually managed to find a photographer who was willing to sort of help me with some photos and videos he's um so i was really really lucky that i managed to get those um and he was able to come out literally the day after I messaged him, which oh. was absolutely incredible. Um, and I used a, a camera, um, and then we did some filming. I literally walked down the road because I don't have the space in my house to film a catwalk video. So we went. That was outside. good. My next
1: question: Like space issues?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> All my photos were in my garden because that was the nicest place to shoot. And my catwalk was down the road because I couldn't, and avoiding cars and all that I couldn't <laughs> put it in, my, in my house. So when
1: you said that, I'm picturing my road, which is a private road and has, apart from the Ocado delivery, um, is pretty quiet during the day. Um, so I'd get away with it here. My neighbours would think I'm nuts because everyone's working from <laughs> home, but I'd get away with it. But yeah, I was like, Yeah, stop quick. Stop the traffic. Just do a quick video. You'll have to wait.
0: Yes, I managed. I think my road is normally dead. There's like five cars that pass it in a day. And the one day we decided to film, we got about seven cars passing us in less than 20 minutes dog walkers, everything. Uh, I don't know where they'd all come from, but they knew I was filming and they were there.
1: They're like, we want to be in this film. I mean, I don't. I doubt there's anyone out actually enforcing it. But the closest park to me is one of the royal parks um, in London, mm. and you are meant to get um, special permits and things to film in them and do even do photos in them. If if, you, if you've got any kind of beefy camera mm. up, you're meant to have got like pre-authorization and things. But I mean, I've never seen anyone actually enforce it. But it's yeah, I was meant to shoot with a photographer know, over a year ago. And they were like, yeah, we can't do the Royal Parks anymore. Um, Do check where you're filming, everyone. There you go. Another tip. Check where you're filming and that you've got, like, the rights to film. Um, And also, if you're filming on your street, make sure that you're not showing your house number or your registration plate in any of the video clips or photos. Um, Try and avoid street names as well. Um, Just if the pictures get shared on social media um always makes me cringe people do pictures of themselves by their front doors with like the num- house number in the background it's so easy to work out where people live from that so like you troll back through people's social media it's very easy to do so um yeah if I ever take like pictures of my holly wreath at Christmas it's it goes round our house door number so I have to like blur it all out in the middle <laughs> And so play play safe with where you get your pictures done um yeah I suppose pouring with rain could you have done it inside
0: I, I, I could have done it in my hallway I probably if I'm honest with you would have gone into like the centre of Canterbury and found somewhere a bit more sort of covered just because I think one of the things that I really felt when I was prepping for Miss Earth was that you know i had to show cuz obviously once you start going to international level particularly when your pageant's going to be virtual again i felt like i really wanted to show them that i could do it as professionally as i could even in a short space of time even if that was just on my my own camera or something yeah um so I definitely could do it in the house i'd say one big thing is make sure that your room is clear and you're not showing things like your bed or you know bits of furniture that are around because then it just suddenly you're transported away from what you're filming and you're like oh what's in there what's on the chest of drawers you know
1: that's like the um I so I've got a tattoo on my hip that I actually don't like so I <laughs> I completely agree if you've got tattoos that you like that you should be able to show them in pageantry unless obviously you've entered a pageant that doesn't support them in which case why did you enter that pageant like pick, <laughs> pick, pick the right pageant in the first place but I don't like my tattoo and I've ne- met I just hadn't got around to having it removed because I ne- I rarely saw it it's literally swimwear is the only time you'd see it and when i pre-pageants rarely did people see me in that um and so I I was like, do I cover it? Um, I haven't got time to have it removed. I am now in the process of having it removed. And the coach I was working with at the time said to me, what do you want them to be looking at, you or your tattoo? Because it will draw the eye. Um, and I think that massively applies to whatever space you're working in to do virtually. Um, or even just taking your own pictures for social media and things. Because, yeah, so we can't, haven't got, as many opportunities out and about as we usually would, um, is to make sure that you're the focus of the video clip or the photo. And mm-hmm. yeah, the eye isn't being drawn to that sort of slightly dodgy looking teacup that could have been there a week in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that makes a massive difference when it comes to it. Because, you know, if you want you know like for example if you want your tattoo to be the focus that's great but you have to sort of make that decision when you're filming and sometimes those things you do forget and they're very easy to forget
1: yeah I'm uh well actually the next pageant I'm in has no swimwear so you won't actually see it but I'm still would quite like to I think I've got four sessions left on it to get it removed. Note to anyone considering any kind of tattoo. Removal is so painful. Like I would take Labour. Um it's it sits between the Ben Nevis three times in one day pain and uh Labour. The tattoo removal is between those two on the scale. <laughs> but so, so just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's horrible. I am like the epitome of every like teenage early 20s mistake with too many piercings and tattoo that I regret I'm I'm every cliche that your parents (laughs) tell you when you're younger (laughs) (laughs) you'll hate them when it's older and it'll look odd when it's older and when you don't want to wear that piercing anymore it'll look weird yeah I'm I'm all of those things Um, (laughs) so much fun and and suppose you didn't have as much notice and you had the space but if you'd known a bit further in advance would you have maybe had different gowns because you were going to be doing it virtually like some of the gowns are absolutely huge and if you're working on a massive stage that's great but virtually that might not translate
0: yeah I think if I'd have had it like had a bit more time I may have changed my gown just because my shoes um I obviously had my massive tippy tops which I could not walk on on the road because it's like a really gravelly, bitty road. So I had to change to shorter heels um, and I didn't have time to change my dress. So I was really, really conscious about tripping on my dress because I was suddenly a good few inches shorter. So I'd have liked to have either like been able to take my dress up or figured out a way for to have a different pair of high heels or something like that. Um, but for the rest of it, I kind of felt like, I'd picked it and I was proud of what I picked. And even if it didn't necessarily translate in the same way, I wanted to be able to show it and show what I'd originally imagined and envisioned for my pageant. So I kept it as close to the original wear that I was going to wear as possible. Hmm.
1: And um, the photographer, did you, did you go looking for a photographer or did you happen to know one that you
0: were able to reach out to? I sent a very pleading message on Facebook. <laughs> at about 10 o'clock on Thursday night going is there anyone by any chance who could help me and a friend messaged me saying she knew someone who would be interested in helping and I think I got in contact with him at about 10 about 11 o'clock at night on the Thursday and we figured it out for the Friday we were very very I was so lucky with that
1: so um so Facebook, good shout out. Um, the other one that I've used for like last minute um, is Purple Port. So it's Purple Port. I'm pretty sure it's purpleport.com, she says. Um, but it's it's a it's got photographers and models and makeup artists and things like that. And I'm sure there are some like big pros on there, but you can get some really good amateurs as well. Um, I've done some very like last minute bits and pieces with people um, that are – like retired or semi-retired, work from home, and they just they're like massively enthusiastic about photography, and so they know all the skills and stuff, but haven't never translated it into a professional career, and um, or people that are in the early stages of translating into a professional career. So worst case scenario, it's great, and you just put it on as um you'd call it time for print, uh, so they'd be able to say I shot Miss Earth UK, I miss uh, Miss Earth England, or whatever your type, whatever your title is, and now saying wrong titles that's really bad sorry um but yeah you you they they'd be able to say that they shot you and you'd get to use the pictures for free so yeah that's that's one of my little go-tos and star now sometimes the app and website for star now you can find like last minute things if you get really stuck but a a recommendation from a friend is kind of always preferable
0: yeah definitely and you sometimes I found I was very surprised at the people I knew that were actually photographers or enthusiastic in it. Because obviously I did time for the prints as well, because timing wise, I didn't sort of have I had done my budget and I planned my budget. And I didn't have the budget, unfortunately, to um, be able to pay someone who's in the sort of height of their career. But the amount of people I knew that were willing to do Time for prints was incredible and it really makes you realise actually the sort of community you have out there and someone will always know someone who would be willing to help you out you've just got to ask because the worst that they can say is no yeah,
1: yeah and I mean we've got an episode coming up further along this season about sort of how we should be working with sponsors but you kind of need to although you can get a bit caught up in the moment when you get time for print, you're like, yeah, I've got these pictures and share them, but you do need to remember that obviously the person's given their time, make sure you're tagging them in, mm-hmm. in pictures, try and, if at some point you've got the funds to pay for some pictures, try and go back and use them and, and things like that, recommend them onto people for paid work. I've done that sometimes. I haven't needed any paid work from them, but I've known someone else that is suitable and sort of pass their contact details on and, and keep those relationships going. Um, and I mean, I've had people that normally would charge lots of money that have jumped in and and sort of saved the day just because they happen to be free on the day as well, which is nice. But um, yeah, show, show a bit of social media love, even if we can't necessarily show the financials.
0: This yes, year.
1: definitely. And so you've actually started the competition bit for the internationals. How how have you prepped from nationals into internationals? So obviously, it's been quite a short amount of time.
0: Yeah. So. Once we knew that the international pageant was virtual, um, I began following everything they were doing on their social medias, checking and updating anything that they were sort of giving us information-wise. And they started, uh, you can find these things called Earth Talks, which I actually just filmed my one this morning, um, which is where delegates of a certain region, so we had uh, a batch of uh, the European delegates today, chatting about a particular subject which you're given and you're able to prep on so I was watching those and learning just like you would for any pageant you'd really in the best world watch previous versions of the pageant I was actually able to watch this year's delegates live and follow what was happening how these setups were working and observed sort of Miss Earth Philippines they did a virtual pageant as well so I was able to watch what they did because I figured it was the same company running it. That it will be very, very similar to that. So it sort of gives you an idea. But a lot of it comes down to research and learning what your pageant system is like and how they're probably going to do it. And then working as if they are going to do it. And then if they do give you any information that changes that, you just tweak slightly just to fit into the new information.
1: I'm, I'm a massive advocate for that because people are like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen exactly, so we don't prepare at all. And I was like, no, 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 no. You prepare the best you can with the mindset that you will tweak and adjust as you need to. Um, mm-hmm. And that just applies to everything in life. If, if you don't know exactly how something's going to play out, at least have a plan. It's so much easier to tweak a plan than to go in with nothing.
0: Definitely, 100%. And I think as well with... With pageants, any pageant that is going to an international competition, you should be prepping for your national competition as if you're prepping for your international. And that's the mindset I took. So because things like if you decide you want to get super fit and get a six pack or you've got a certain way of talking or a certain walk you want, if you're only prepping for that national level, you've then got a whole new set of prepping once you start going towards that international competition whereas if you're already prepping as if you're going to win if you don't that's fine you've got some great skills you've learned and you know you can come back next year even stronger but if you do you can hit the ground running and I think particularly for Miss Earth where I've had such a small time frame that mindset has helped me a lot.
1: Mm. No I think that's a really really important way of looking at it Um, and also financially can save you a lot of money because if you think about Uh, your outfits and I've had people buy their evening gown on the basis that it could be customized into really good fashion wear for internationals or literally they could wear the exact same set of outfits at their internationals and they might go a little bit bigger um, for their national um, evening gown than they would have done if had there not been an international that they then needed to be able to take it to and things like that so it's, it's yeah it's always thinking forward in the end Becoming a national title holder of a system that has an international, um, they are going to be thinking, will this person will this person fit at international level? If you can bring your international self at nationals?
0: Yes, definitely because they are looking for someone to represent them at the international and if you can already walk into that national competition saying, this is what I can bring to the international. You already, you put yourself in the best position possible. And I think as well, when you're talking about customising the gowns, I also love the idea of renting gowns. So my evening gown was rented. So it was a lot cheaper to rent than to buy a gown. And then it means that I then have those funds ready if I then go on to international to put towards whatever I then decide I need for internationals as well.
1: I, d- I... I am very so. I've set myself a challenge for next time I compete. And um, most, I'll be honest, most of my outfits are planned already. But my evening gown, I'm not allowed to pick until three months out. Now, so that might be that I decide to wear something I've already got because I've got a lot, and the spare bedroom cupboard is struggling to shut at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we 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 need to, we clearly need to move house, obviously, or I could just stop buying evening gowns. Um, but I just, once you've bought a big statement one, you don't really want to wear it again. The people have had that like wow moment, whereas if you rent, you can give it back and get another wow moment out of a different one. And um, so I, I yeah, I'm, I'm very much considering renting um, for my next one, not just because of the space issue. <laughs> um,
0: environmental impact yeah Um, definitely environmental impact is such a big thing in fact both my last national both for Miss Great Britain and for Miss Earth England I rented both of those evening gowns and I got so many compliments but it also means you know my tiny bedroom isn't overflowing and I'm not having to climb through uh, evening gown dresses every morning to get ready for work
1: yeah I mean we, we are actually moving next summer um, and whenever I look at, we're going to rent again when we first move just to get used to the area, but I keep looking at rentals that are making sure they've got lots of built-in wardrobes because we only own one wardrobe and we have like, one, two, how many? We have four built-in wardrobes in this house, so we need to make sure there's a lot of wardrobe space wherever we go. <laughs> You've got, you've got to love rentals that come with built-in wardrobes.
0: Definitely.
1: <laughs> one of the happy moments of life. <laughs> um, what other rounds have you got to do? So you've done your um, you've done your group talk one. What rounds are they, are they... Have they kept all the rounds or have they bought in different rounds because it's now virtual? Um,
0: I've kept the majority of them. So Miss Earth do what they call beauty of face, which is where you're judged sort of without makeup and just as as you. Um, we're still doing that one. We still have our figure and form round, um, but we're now wearing, normally you'd wear, I think they last year they wore like sunglasses and a big sun hat, uh, but this year we're wearing a mask. Um, so the idea is, is that yet again, it's not focusing on your facial features. It's just looking at you, Um, And then we've still got our beachwear. We've still got our long gown. We've still got what else we got? Beachwear, long gown. We've got sportswear, and that's where it's different. Last year they did resort wear, um, but obviously it was in the Philippines, and everyone can wear a nice flowy outfit and not freeze to death. Whereas I think wearing resort wear in Britain right now would not be the most fun um so sportswear has I think replaced that it looks like it's replaced it um and then everything else we've got national costumes still we now just have the ability to show more of our country so we film our catwalks ourselves um so that gives us the freedom to either do it just in a nice open space or you can go to a landmark anything you want there's minimum requirements for each one but it does give you the flexibility to show off your country as well which I love
1: are you enjoying it are you enjoying the the challenge I guess of it being virtual
0: yeah I mean it's definitely not for someone who doesn't like planning um I'm very much like you I plan everything down to a T my week is planned out to the second so for me I quite enjoy it because it is very very much about time scheduling and about making sure that everything is done. Um but it has allowed people who wouldn't normally see the pageant, um like my friends and my family who wouldn't be able to get out to the Philippines, they've been able to watch everything that's going on, which I absolutely love. And I've been able to show them my country, which obviously when you fly to the Philippines aside from pictures or your national costume, you don't really get to show off your country too much. Whereas now I get to kind of give them a little slice of what England's actually like and show them the, the real England rather than just sort of what people think of as England.
1: Mm. Oh, I love that. I, I'm, I'm finding listening to you very calming. You, <laughs> you're so like relaxed and organized and together. And I obviously the planning, you can tell that you're a planner. Um, <laughs> like it just comes out in the way that you talk, like you've thought everything through Um and that you're really focusing in on the positives. And I think that's that's the, the massive takeaway, really, from 2020 in general, is trying to focus on the positive sides of it. And um, there are, yes, you, you lose out on that big stage and and staying with your sort of sister queens and things but there are you are getting to show off more of your country your family and friends are getting to see more of your journey and there are pluses and minuses with everything and we have to kind of focus in on the positive aspects of of this very changing and fluctuating time
0: yeah I definitely agree and I think my big thing is there's, for me, I always try and keep a positive mindset because I just find the second I start thinking negatively, it begins to spiral. So I'm very focused on always staying positive and looking for the positive outlooks. And with this coronavirus, realistically, no one's, everyone has their guesses and their stipulations as to how long things are going to last. But we don't really know when it is going to be safe to travel internationally again. So... I'm quite enjoying the fact that at the very least, I get to be part of the first ever international virtual pageant, which it might not quite be the same, but, you know, I'm still making history. I'm still in a brand new thing that that's never been done before. And that in itself, I think, is quite an achievement. And I think focusing on that rather than the fact that I don't get to go to internationals is... Make, it's making it much more of this amazing experience of being able to say, I was the first ever British contestant to be part of an international virtual pageant. It's amazing.
1: Oh, your positivity is so infectious. <laughs> making me want to go and like hug people, which I can't do right
0: now. <laughs> Send them virtual hugs,
1: that will yeah. work. Yeah. I want to send virtual hugs. This giant ball of positivity. <laughs> so, where can we find? Because obviously, you're getting to post lots of things on social media at the moment. Where can we find you on social media?
0: Yes. So, my social media is uh, on Instagram. I'm at Miss Earth UK 2020. Um, I do have a Facebook page, which is Miss Earth uh, United Kingdom 2020. And you can also follow if you want to follow the whole Miss Earth pageant either follow Miss Earth on Facebook or YouTube. Every single round is going live on both of them, and then you can watch them at your leisure as well. So if you can't be there for the live, you can watch them later. But if you are able to watch the lives, they often have segments where the people watching can ask questions and the delegates will answer. So you really get to interact and be involved with the pageant this year as well. Mm
1: oh it's amazing so we've had some really great top tips and things during this episode um, one of the other ones that I would suggest because it's actually something I used in work if you are a bit shy and sort of mm, I don't want to be on camera and I'm not used to that kind of thing um, any of you that follow my personal on social media will know I go on I go on random chit-chat lives all the time. I've got used to it. But I used to hate those too. And I actually challenged myself to do a live every day for a week. And that, for me, was a big turning point. So whether you are signed up to a virtual pageant or not, but you think maybe it's going to be something in your future. Um, but if you are feeling nervous about having to do any lives or videos and things, I would challenge you to do the same thing. Because, it, yeah, it made such a difference for me. I did it in a business group. Facebook group. So it didn't just go out on my main thing, but you can either just do it in your page on your main one. Um, or if you're in a pageant group, just shout out and be like, right, guys, I'm, I'm trying to set myself this little challenge. Um, pageant land, um, we've got a Facebook community group. Um, so if anyone wants to do this in the community group, I'm totally up for that. Um, and hopefully the rest of the team will say yes, cause I haven't, I've only just thought of this. Um, <laughs> um so hopefully they'll be okay with it um but if anyone fancies doing that and is up for the challenge and wants to go like live every day and talk about anything sort of like pageant related and you want to use the safe space of the pageant land community group and um, then feel free let me know so i can switch on Uh, The privacy settings so that you're allowed to do that because at the moment everything has to be pre like pre-approved um but if anyone wants to do that as that extra boost um either in the run-up to a virtual pageant or they think it might help and then let me know Um, it's been so amazing to talk to you um congratulations and yeah I can't wait to see all the bits and pieces for the international as well
0: thank you so much it's been absolutely incredible to talk to you too and if anyone is listening who might be doing their first ever virtual pageant or like you say might be thinking of it i'm more than happy if you want to drop me a message on instagram or anything i'm happy to chat through with you guys um, as much as i can get like advice i can give you and see what we can do to help you get and achieve your goals and your crowns as well Thank you for joining
1: me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode